Welcome back to The Current, y'all. This is part two in a two-part series where I, my name is Nadia, I'm your host, where I finally share my story. No holds barred, I'm going in. And if you haven't listened to the first part of my story, I would urge you to go back and listen to episode seven, my part one of sharing me. I go all in on my childhood, all the wounds that plagued me for so long, why I felt really weird as a kid and all of the ways that I'm starting to reclaim that now in this part of my life as my greatest gifts. In this part of my story, I pick up exactly where we left off, which is starting at this job that I had worked so hard my whole life to get to, and I thought it had everything that I wanted. I was climbing up the ladder, and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. And it starts from the moment that I walk through the doors on my first day of work and all the energy left my body and I realized, holy shit, I don't want any of this. What is all of this for? And my questioning of my purpose kickstarted this spiral out of control, this descent, this dark night of the soul, which kickstarted my entire spiritual awakening. So we will be kicking off right where we left off, and I am truly so honored to be sharing my story in this way with you all. Here we go. And this is truly where my spiritual awakening began, because I was having a complete fucking identity crisis. I was at rock bottom at that stage of my life. And I've heard it said that spiritual awakenings typically happen from one of two avenues. The first avenue is that you reach rock bottom from something external that's happened in your life, maybe a loss of a family member or a close friend, or something tragic that happens in your life that sort of forces you to rock bottom. It's not something that you chose. And then I've heard the other pathway to a spiritual awakening sounds a bit less painful, to be honest, is that you get what you always wanted, quote unquote, what you always thought that you wanted, and it's completely soul emptying. And that was my pathway into it. Something snapped when I started this job. I was like, what is the point? Truly, what is the point? It became difficult for me to get out of bed and motivate myself to get into work in the morning. I no longer wanted my boss's job, so that motivation went out the window. And even despite taking Adderall, I couldn't get my body to engage. It was gone. All of my motivation was gone. And I went inward. It was so difficult for me to socialize. I was like, listen, if all of the answers that I've been seeking outside of myself, I trusted. If I just climbed this ladder, if I was a good employee, if I worked really hard and got the things that society told me I should want, that I would be fulfilled. And I felt completely bamboozled. Not unlike me finding my way away from Christianity in high school. I felt like I believed in this system. I cannot, I cannot believe it. And I just completely spiraled. And I really couldn't small talk. I really could not show up at parties. I like kind of disappeared from my friend group. Because how do you go from talking to someone, they're like, hey, how are you? To oh, I'm having a complete identity crisis. I have no idea who I am. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what my purpose is. None of this seems worthwhile. Like there is no bridge to that. So I felt completely alone. And I intuitively 
knew. I felt. If the answers are not out there, out in the world, out with my bosses, out in some system that I could go and prove myself in, then the answers have to be within me. So I just intuitively started journaling. I started sitting by myself with my dog in dog parks on the weekends, journaling. On nights, I would just sit by myself. My partner would go out and be like, you okay? Like, you sure you're good? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. There's something happening to me. Like something is happening to me. And I felt so alone. And it's so funny because looking back, I'm like, oh, of course, like on spiritual journeys, it's so well documented. I was having my first dark night of the soul where nothing seemed to make sense and everything was upside down. It was at this time that a friend sent me a book. This was a self-help book that uh, it's called The Power of Full Engagement. It's how to get yourself super motivated by your job again. Because at this point I was like, I, I can do it. Like, I'm just a little bit lost. I need to figure out what I'm motivated by again. And then I'll be plugged into my job. Because money as this theme that moves through my life or has moved through my life, it's a big karmic lesson for me. I was getting paid more than I ever had at this job. So You know, my mind was like, Nadia, get your head in the game. Like, come on, you can do this. You are making more money than you've ever made before. This should be making you happy, remember? So I read this book with the intention that I would come away from it and reach full engagement again, whatever that was. So I read the book and it was surprisingly very spiritual for a self-help book. And the premise of the book is that it's not about effective time management. It's about effective energy management and that if you manage your energy there is nothing that you can't accomplish and interestingly I still believe that today and this book was basically saying there are four pillars of engagement and you need to be firing on all cylinders to be fully engaged in your life so I was like tell me more the first pillar was physical exercise and I was like okay well I'm in good shape so that's not it check the next pillar was mental energy. And I was like, well, I I do feel mentally engaged with my job, I think. Check. The next pillar was emotional engagement. I was like, I'm going to therapy. I'm spending so much money every week going deep into my emotional stuff. Like, check. And the last pillar that completely took me aback was spiritual engagement. I was like, spiritual engagement? I'm not spiritual. How do they define that? And the book defined it as having a purpose and a set of values outside of yourself that you work toward every day. And it completely turned my world upside down. I was like, my God, I have like a zero out of 10 on the scale of spiritual engagement. I don't even know what my values are. And that was the scariest thought ever. It completely shook me awake. I was like, I don't have any purpose than making enough money to pay for my rent and my dog's dog food every, every month. I have no spiritual values. What is my connection to something outside of myself? And I came up completely short. And it was during this time that I started to dive deeply into spirituality. And in this book, it was kind of like baby spirituality. It was just like, you have values. It wasn't anything that I'm into now. But one exercise that was really powerful is they said, in order to find your values and what makes your life worth living, you have to write a one sentence inscription that will be on your tombstone. And as morbid as that sounds, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty profound. So I wrote my inscription on my tombstone which I now remember and I can recite by heart because it's been such a rudder for me. 
and my tombstone will say, Here lies Nadia, full of zest for life, who empowered every person she came into contact with to become the very best versions of themselves. And I wrote that probably 15 times to remind myself, I love making people come alive. I love that. And how ironic that I love making and helping people come more alive. And yet I am spiritually dead inside. That has to change. So if I love talking about emotions, talking about the deep stuff, like I'm the same Nadia that I've always been, even from a kid. Then what I did, I had my first seed, my first inkling of what I'm on this planet to do. I started looking around me, as we all tend to do. Who does this already? Who can I copy? And that's where we end up going wrong. Because if we're in our soul work, we need to dig deep and continue to dig deep within ourselves. Because how we're going to bring our soul work into the world is in a way that it's never existed before. But I didn't know that then. So I, in a very well-intentioned way, looked beyond my little world. And I was like, okay, so who does this already? Who can I copy? And I was like, of course, Clarapist. Because one of the other questions in the book was, who do you admire? This will give you a very deep sense of what you value by looking around you and seeing who you admire. And I was like, I love my therapist, Claire, the therapist or Clarapist. I want to become a therapist. Eureka! So I asked her to actually be one of my recommendations for graduate school. And I ended up applying to and getting into the same program that she went to. I was like, I will copy paste exactly what she's doing. I'll be in a therapist chair within four years. It'll be a lot of money, but like, who cares? At this point, I have something outside of myself that's not just financially related that is now fueling me. So it was at this point in my journey when I really thought I had figured everything out. I was like, I dug deep. I know what my values are. I got into grad school. I'm still working my corporate job. I had to wait, I think it was nine months until the next cohort started. So I was like, I'm just going to bide my time, completely coast, and just look into things that interest me. Like if I work my nine to five job outside of work, I'm just going to continue to study things, probably therapy related. And it was during this time that things started to get a little bit weird and my spiritual awakening completely put me on my ass and I started to fall down the rabbit hole. That's what I'll describe it. It's very much like an Alice in Wonderland experience when you think that your entire world is taken for granted, what you see is all that there is and all of a sudden things start revealing themselves to you. And this is the point in my journey where I wanna get really specific. Everything that happened to me in the order that it happened to me And I want to be clear that if you have your own soul journey, spiritual awakening, realization that you are so much more than this lifetime and, you know, that you are the soul and not the body or the mind, it's going to be a very personal journey. Your journey will be a journey inward into yourself. And then what happens from there will be very specific to you. But it drives me absolutely crazy in the spirituality and wellness space when you follow an influencer and they're like, I'm spiritually awakened. And you're like, but how? And they never really share how. So I'm truly going to share everything that happened in the order that it happened. And I'm so dedicated to this because this is what I wish that I had so that I could know what the hell was happening to me. I was like, what is happening? 
So I created all these different post-it notes and I have them in order and they're sitting in front of me. So like, we're about to go in, buckle up. All right. So where did it start? To truly say where it started, I need to back up even further. Like the power of full engagement, there are different pillars in my life that were in place before I could dive into the spirituality pillar. So the first pillar that fell into place was physical exercise. And I found physical exercise in a consistent way probably five years ago. I started taking care of my physical vessel. And while this isn't directly related to spirituality, I have found that it's a really important foundation. It's really important that your body, that you're taking care of this physical vessel. And what I've learned since is that my soul chose this body during this lifetime. Like as annoying as I thought my body was as a kid and the things that I thought stood out about it, like the size of my nose or the size of my thighs or whatever else it is, is perfect. Like there's no vanity in it. My soul chose this specific body. So I better take good freaking care of it. And I didn't know this at the time. I was just eating well and working out because I wanted to feel good. But I found that this has been a continued important pillar in my life. When I don't take care of my body, when I don't feed it with nourishment and vitamins and food that really helps to fuel it, I cannot be at my full spiritual capacity. So finding physical exercise and a workout that worked for me, I still work out three, at least three times a week is a really important pillar in my journey. So that was the first thing when I started to invest in myself. The second thing that fell into place is my relationship, my friendship that then turned into a relationship with Scott. The fact that on a personal level with someone else, I was safe and I was seen for the first time on a soul level. This was, I think, one of the biggest pillars and you know, I'm going to have an entire episode on Scott and our relationship and all the lessons that I've learned because he's one of my greatest spiritual teachers. And again, this is my journey. So you do not have to have a relationship or be in great physical shape to be spiritual. Not at all. But I found that they were like these pillars that were being put in place. It was like Lego pieces. And there was this greater plan that is so linear, only looking back. So I found this relationship where I was really safe And that wasn't always the case, especially in my college and high school relationships. Those relationships were just wild and we were kids and it was not emotionally safe at all. And so to be in a stable relationship kind of paved way for me to focus my attention on other things because my relationship was really, really great. The next thing that I really have to thank Scott for is that I started to see a therapist. And again, this isn't needed in your spiritual experience, but This was like a real world, tangible way for me to start creating space for my emotional wounds. And that was a big piece of me getting my life in order to make, to pave way for my spiritual awakening. Then I found this workout. It's called The Class. And this workout, I thought it was just a great workout, but what it ended up doing blew my mind. During this workout, they started talking about the fact that we are not our minds. And during the workout, they were like, how has it been in there? What have you been telling yourself? Where have you gone? Where are the dark depths that you've gone this week? Like scream it out, cry it out, like yell it out, jump up and down, like laugh. It was this wild workout based in New York that a friend introduced me to because one of her closest friends is one of the teachers there. And my mind was blown that you could use physical exercise that I had already started to get into a regular habit of in order to clear your mind and that you are not your mind or your body blew me away. 
So much so that at the time I was like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to be a therapist and I'm actually supposed to teach this workout. So I met with one of the women who teaches this workout and I was like, how did you start this? Like, what's the deal? She handed me this book. It's called The Untethered Soul, which if you're in the spiritual space, you've likely already heard of. It's one of the cornerstone books that people read when they're coming into this path. She's like the founder of the class, read this book and basically founded this practice on that. And it was during this time in reading this book that I realized that I am not my mind. I am the soul, the observer of my thoughts, the observer of my emotions, and the observer of my body in this incarnation that I've chosen. My soul has lived many lifetimes, and my soul is here for a specific form of spiritual evolution in this incarnation as Nadia. And this is when I really started to tumble down the rabbit hole. I was like, what? It was during this time that I found a woman who ended up being one of my greatest teachers. She does energy work and she ended up, she's an incredible masseuse, like a very intuitive masseuse. So amazing that when you walk into a room, she knows exactly where you need healing. So she'll start on your shoulders and then be like, I feel this part where energy is blocked in your body. And that blew me away because she felt with her hands energetically where in my body things needed to move and not just my muscles, but truly my energy. At one point she put her hands on um, my calves and she was like, you're not grounded. You're not in your body. And I just started sobbing. I was like, you're so right. And she started doing cranial sacral therapy on my, on my scalp. And she just opened me up to the fact that we each have our own pathways into intuition that I had intuition. She gave me this journal prompt that changed my life. She said, Nadia, you have intuition and yet you've closed yourself off to it. You have your own pathway into spirit-led inquiry and guidance. Start every morning by ask, journaling and asking yourself, what does my spirit want me to know today? What does my spirit want me to know today? And I started journaling this prompt every morning And at first I was a little skeptical. I was like, I don't know what's going to come out. This is kind of kooky. And I started writing it and it, it opened a portal for me every morning. And the stuff that came out, there's no other way of describing it, but it was not me. It was some wise ass person from the other side, whether it was my higher self, whether it was my spirit guides, I started to get into connection with my spirit guides, like this team of people on the other side that were nameless and faceless at first. And now I know one of their names and one of them is my grandpa and another woman's name is Joa. And there are these spirit entities that are truly support. It's wild. Like the portal was open and the stuff that was coming through is now the way that I live my life. It's why I started this podcast. It's why I'm sharing my story now. It's how I build my business. It's how I lead my life. And, you know, me as Nadia in this human body will show up to the, you know, the meditation mat in the morning and be all grouchy about a certain thing that Scott's doing that's annoying me. And the messages that come through are completely out of left field. Like just spend time in nature today. Just spend time in nature and quit pouting. Sometimes the messages are really sweet and nice and uplifting. And other times it's like, get your act together. <laughs> like sit down, be humble. <laughs> and I started to live my life spirit led. 
And it was during this time that I started to know notice synchronicities, things that were unexplainable and yet so interconnected. It was as though I was realizing the universe was actually created through magic. And there was like, it was like I found out that I was a wizard. I truly felt like Harry Potter getting the letter about Hogwarts. I was like, oh my God, I have intuition and everything in this life has meaning. One of the most powerful pieces of synchronicities that happened in my life at this time that truly made me believe in this is that my dad called me and he was like, hey, Nadia, can you get your brother a job? He just lost his job after nine years. This is my younger brother who had been working there from the time he was 17. He was still in high school and he got this job and he had worked his way up and he lost his job. And I was like, you know, I could, I could, I'll try. And then 20 minutes later, my best friend walks in and she's like, hey, Nadia, do you know someone who would make a good fit for an entry-level sales gig? And I was like, what is happening right now? And I connected my brother and everything just happened. It just happened. It flowed so effortlessly. And there are so many things in my life as I started to notice this like energetic current, these synchronicities that everything has meaning, everything is interconnected, everything is energy. I started to notice these things happening. And I started to dip my toe into the current. That's literally why my podcast is called The Current. It's this phenomenon that I've experienced. And it's difficult to even articulate that everything is related. And you have a path if you just have enough courage to step into it and surrender control. Because if you make too many plans, you're not going to be in the current of the universe and where it's trying to bring you. It was at this time, actually, that my partner, Scott, got a Tesla. He got a self-driving car. And the way that I can describe living a spirit-led life is very much through this Tesla. So Teslas have these self-driving modes. And if you've never done it before, if you've been driving manually your entire life, it is such an out-of-body experience to press a button in this car and feel it start driving itself. And this is how I felt like my life completely took on a different form that I had been driving my life, heads down my entire life, trying to make all these plans, printing out the Google Maps instructions, merging manually, parallel parking manually, like just brow furrowed, only focused on the road in front of me. And then it was like I looked to my right and saw a button for the first time in my life that says self-drive mode, and I press it, and all of a sudden, my jaw slackens, and my shoulders relax, And I can have my hands loosely on the steering wheel and I'm looking around me and I'm noticing how beautiful the scenery is. And then the car starts merging on the highway and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And truly when I did this, when Scott taught me how to drive his car, I panicked and I brought it out of self-drive mode. I was like, this is too scary. I just merged close to a big semi truck. And that's how it feels when you're really relinquishing control to the universe. It's like, no, like, wait a second. You try to go back to your manual style life. But when you truly surrender control, the way that this car merges lanes, the way that this car slows down for the traffic in front of it and finds paths to destinations that are way better than you even knew, pathways that you didn't even know existed. That's how it feels to start every day surrendering yourself to the universe and saying, hey, I'm showing up. Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? How can I use my gifts today in the highest good? So yeah, I mean, easier said than done, 
to show up and surrender every single day. And that's why some of the messages that I receive when I spirit journal in the morning are like, Nadia, stop it. Like you're falling into old patterns. Like, come on, like finally share your story on the podcast, like stop nagging Scott, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, they're, they're firm with you sometimes, but it has been the most magical journey. I then began to just dive into things that were esoteric because I was like, I don't even know what's happening to me right now, but I don't want it to stop. So I found astrology. I really started diving into astrology. There's this app called The Pattern that I, at the time, made every single friend, one of my friends, I was like, send me your birth time. And I nerded out over that. And there were different transits and they matched what was happening in my life. And my mind was blown. Anything that could better articulate my energy and the energy moving around all of us that we could all feel, I was hooked on. Crystals, as stereotypical as it is, I'm truly holding a crystal in my hand as I record this because I started to feel the energy emanating from crystals. I started to manifest things. I did a manifestation course with one of these women in the spirituality space, and I started asking for signs from the universe, and things just started to happen for me. I started to do inner child work and inner child reclamation, not just therapy, but like, who was I when I was five years old? Who was I when I was 10 years old? And I mean, even my parents knew that I was doing this work. And over Christmas, they actually found while going through the house, this little Pocahontas watch that I wore as a little kid, and they put a new battery in it. And I'm actually wearing it right now to honor and pay homage to my younger self. So even they knew I was doing this work and they, you know, re-gifted me my Pocahontas watch when I was little because I always loved nature and Grandmother Willow. And I started paying attention to my dreams and I've done a podcast episode about dreams and there was just magic everywhere. It was as if I thought that I was in a concrete jungle and I went into one little enclave of the house and there was just greenery everywhere and it was just springing up from all sides and it was just magic i was like this has been here the whole time what was i doing and it was at this point in my journey that i found human design and i'm gonna do an entire episode on human design and if you haven't followed me yet on instagram i'm sharing so much about human design because it's so exciting for me right now but Human design is basically just the holy grail of all of these wisdom systems that human beings have been using to better understand themselves for centuries. So I was hooked. It's part astrology, part Chinese I Ching, part Kabbalah tree of life, and part Hindu chakra system. And it's the culmination of all these systems and then some. And I realized that, hallelujah, I'm a projector. There is a reason why I feel like I need to take Adderall every day, and it's because I don't have consistent access to my own life force energy or staying power. And that's just one of so many facets of my unique energy that I dove into. I realized there's a reason why I'm obsessed with growth and transformation. It's the biggest gift in my chart. And I realized that as a projector, I'm meant to get paid more and be more successful when I work less because I'm meant to guide other people and measure my day by how well I saw, not by how much I got done. And that simple reorientation of my energy completely flipped my world upside down. I was like, I'm going to experiment with this. And I started working less at my job. 
I started working, doing hard work for three hours a day. And the rest of my day, I started guiding my peers, doing one-on-ones, really bringing like group therapy into the way that I was coaching people at work on my team. And it was at this time that I got promoted. And I just had to look up at the sky and laugh. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I am so into it. I am so on board. I don't believe in human design. I have experienced its wisdom as true in my life, like a deep cellular remembrance. It was during this time that I started reading a book called The Artist's Way that's all about sacred creativity. And it was added to my morning spirit journaling practice. They Uh, have this practice in the book called morning pages where you try to just drain your brain of all the stuff that's in it all the to-do lists all the annoying things that your partner did or your friend did and you just drain it out of your brain and especially the inner critic all the voices in your head that tell you you can't do that who do you think you are I talk all about this in my previous episode about rewiring your runaway brain all the things that you say to yourself when you're at your lowest basically the practice is get them all out on paper get them out And then for the rest of your day, you're going to feel this creative portal that's opened. Once you let your inner critic run its course, you can reclaim sacred creativity and spontaneity. And I'm just going to do this thing because it brings me joy, not because I'm the best at it. That's such an important lesson that I learned. So I started singing again. I started dancing. I took up the saxophone. I started drawing. I started just dancing around the house. And I would love to have Scott on the show eventually because this man, he just experienced this. And he's like, what's happening? (laughs) What's happening to you? But in the best way, he started dancing with me. We got a karaoke machine. We were having fun. Spiritual awakenings are not hard. It's a remembrance of ease and happiness. And it was in this book that I realized that we are each a channel into the divine. Every single one of us has a connection to our own soul and a connection to our spirit guides, a connection to our karmic lessons, what we're supposed to be doing in this lifetime, all of these things, and our own channel into creativity. Each of us are creative. That is the premise of this book. And it was during this time that I started to build my trust in myself. Like, I don't have to be some guru to start teaching the things that are coming through my channel. And it was during this time that I was doing morning pages and getting rid of my inner critic every morning that I started channeling things. I started to get the download for this podcast and the download for the type of coaching containers that I would start. And it was during this time that not only did my intuition feel turned on, but truly messages. I was receiving messages and I know it sounds kooky, but I've lived it. I have lived it, and it's not scary at all. They're messages of divine love. That is what's available to each and every one of us, is a connection to source energy and love and light. And yeah, I call them these nudges from the universe that I get. And if you've been listening since episode one, amazing. You know from listening to that episode that that's how I started this podcast. I get nudges all the time because I've opened up this channel and you have it too and it will look very different to you. For you, it might be open through breath work or meditation. I've realized that my mind is too busy for meditation and journaling is a much clearer pathway and cleaning is actually a huge pathway in for me. Showering, whenever I'm doing rote tasks, I get out of my mind and into my body and it's during those periods that 
I start channeling things. I found tarot. And it's a tool that I use, this divination tool, an oracle deck is what it's called sometimes, where if I'm stuck in my life and I've journaled a lot, I'll pull out my tarot deck and pull a couple cards. Be like, what's the message here? What do I need to know? And I got the nudge to start doing human design readings. I was like, okay, I feel kind of closeted woo right now. I'm living in the corporate world and yet I'm so turned on by the system. I want to tell everyone in my life all the things that I've gotten from it. And so I started doing readings and I was like, I don't know what this is going to turn into, but it's really exciting for me. And the people that I gave readings to told their friends and told their friends. And I started doing it for my friend's partners and their parents and their friends and their coworkers. And it just grew. It just grew. And I was realizing as I was working my corporate job that I would be having these magical mornings in my own energy journaling, meditating, doing human design readings, like living my best life. And then womp womp, I would have to go into work. And you know, this was during COVID. So it was virtual for me. But I remember just a few months ago, because I only left my corporate job at the beginning of 2021, that in order to go into this energy, I would have to arm myself, I would hold crystals under my desk in my hand to remind me of my power to remind me of my pure energy of love and light even though the meeting that I was in I couldn't give two shits about and it was so frenetic and fear-based like I felt such a difference in energy from the place I had just come in meditation to this job and so I was like the only way through this right now is to bring crystals to light Palo Santo in between meetings to actually treat my job how I want to, how I want to be spending my days. I was leading a small team at the time and I converted our weekly meetings to actually just group talk therapy where we talk together and share what was on our hearts. And yeah, it was during this time that I was like, okay, universe, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I don't know if I need to go to grad school anymore. In my human design chart, it definitely shows me that I have a lot of things to say, that I'm meant to be diving into the mystery, that I'm all about growth and transformation, and that I have a powerful voice, and I have a lot of conviction in the way that I speak. So how do I use those top four gifts? Like, what am I here to do? And I feel so alone right now. I feel so alone in this journey. I feel like I'm the only one in my life who even has an inkling that they want to leave their corporate job and who's taken the leap and is actually making it, doing it. So it was at this time that I was really manifesting a community. I wanted to be seen in my gifts. I wanted to know that I wasn't losing my mind. And I found this small retreat with four women, including me, and two facilitators, a teeny tiny retreat on the West Coast in Washington State in October of 2020. I headed to this retreat and it was a retreat all about crystallizing your business, your soul offering into this world. You have an idea, you have something that's on your heart, you feel like you're here to create something, but you have no idea how to do it. And the two facilitators of this retreat, one of which became my coach thereafter, they, they held the vision for each of the women that showed up and we each had different things. One was a conduit and a channel for nature and did nature guides. One was a retreat leader and a yoga teacher. One was really into Reiki and numerology. And we each had our own sort of pathways in. I was like, I know I need to start a podcast, but I feel really out of my mind. <laughs> like, can I do this? No one in my life has a podcast. 
And I really want to start coaching people. Like I feel like I'm here to do the deep, deep work and I'm doing these kind of offshoot human design readings. But I actually, if I'm being honest with myself, I want to formalize it. I want to make this into a thing. And it was at the drop-in that after all of this time that I've done this inner work, because again, I feel like spiritual journeys are a journey inward and you can only do it by yourself. When you turn down the noise on every external form of stimulation, that's the time that you'll hear your inner voice. But once you've opened up the channel, in my experience, the most powerful thing to really make it feel real is to be held and seen and celebrated in your true soul's gifts and your vision. And it was for this retreat that I first spent money on my, my gift, my vision, my business. This was the first time that I started to invest in this thing. And it was at this retreat that I felt like a portal was open for my business. It felt real. I shared with these women, like, this is what I want to do. First in quiet whispers. I haven't told anyone this. This is what I want to do. And then by the end of the retreat, I was screaming it from the rooftops. They're like, you're going to do this. I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) And there's something about the law of divine compensation, the law of money. The law of divine compensation is a book that I read by Marianne Williamson that it's an energetic exchange. Once I showed the universe, like, hey, I'm ready. I'm going to spend money on this retreat. I'm investing in my business. Things open for me. So I got back from this retreat at the end of October, and I put in my two-week notice, basically that day. And something really magical happened when I finally took the leap. It's a saying, and I really experienced it, leap and the net will appear. I told my boss I was terrified. I was like, he's never going to understand. He completely got it. He was so excited for me. And he was like, why don't you just stay until the end of the year and do a really slow wind down of your job? I was like, really? You, is that okay? He's like, absolutely. You've been here for nearly three years. Let's just, you know, let's do a slow transition. You can help me hire your replacement. And that was the first sign from the universe where they're like, we got you, Nadia. We got you. You don't have to be so scared. And, you know, I have to wrap up the story and share where I got to with my money mindset that before the drop-in, I had this spreadsheet. And I was like, I know I need to quit my job eventually. And so in true Virgo fashion, I'm an Aries sun, Virgo moon, Virgo rising. So I got a lot of Virgo energy, organizational energy in my chart. I had this silly spreadsheet where I had every everything that was coming in from an income standpoint and how much I would save by what date. And I would log into the spreadsheet so neurotically, like 10 times per day and just like refresh all the formulas. Then I'd log into my bank account and I don't even know what I was waiting for. If you had asked me then like, Nadia, what's your number? I, I didn't even have one. I was just like, I need to save as much as possible. And it was my old belief systems about money that I was scarce financially that were completely controlling me. And I got to this retreat and one of the facilitators who ended up becoming my coach, her name is Olivia, she looked me dead in the eyes and I will never forget this moment. She goes, Nadia, when will it be enough? When will it be enough? And I get emotional thinking about it because I didn't have enough. Like, I never thought that I would have enough. And in that moment, being seen in my financial scarcity fully, I let it go. I replaced it with a new narrative because we can't just let old narratives go without replacing it, otherwise they'll come back. I replaced it with the narrative, I am enough 
I have always been enough. I am capable and I am taken care of. And it was in crystallizing that belief system in my system, that belief system in my system, that new narrative in my body that money just started coming through. I don't even know how my business has grown to the point that it has, but people keep finding me. It is as though my universal guides, people up there are just like, they have people waiting at the wing and they're like, you go, now you go, now you go. And it's growing in the most organic, beautiful way. I'm doing no marketing. I started an Instagram. It doesn't have that many followers. I started this podcast because I feel so soul aligned to it. And I have a full roster of one-on-one clients right now. And they are filling my cup more than I have ever known was possible. I feel fulfilled on a soul level. And money is just coming in. And I catch myself every few days. I'm like trying to put together a plan and I keep receiving the message from my guides. Nadia, stop it. That's the old way of doing things. There is no plan because we have the plan. Just be in your soul gifts. Be here to deeply see other people with clear eyes to help them move forward, to help them leave behind old patterns and conditioning, to help them move towards success. You have to walk the path first before you can help anybody else walk the path. And if you have a 10-step plan, you're not going to be able to sit in front of somebody and say, I know that you're scared, but you have to trust. Oh, Lord. Okay, so so here's where I am now. I quit my job at the start of this year. I'm fully on my own. I just closed my first month of business. And I I don't know what happened, but it crushed. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm not going to tell you if you quit your job, you're going to immediately start making money. It's not even about that. Actually, my message is if you feel like you are opening up your soul gifts Perhaps you were placed in the job that you're in for a reason. Perhaps you are meant to bring your light into a place that has a lot of darkness. Maybe quitting your job isn't actually the right thing. We need people who are actually pretty fulfilled in their day jobs to come alive in a soul way and share their lights with other people because it's a ripple effect. It's such a network effect. We are not designed to live in constant fear, worry, and stress. We were not built for this life. We weren't. And I know if you're listening, you feel that in your body. We are not meant to live like this with a constant influx and barrage of text messages and news headlines and things to do from work and pings. Like we are not meant to live in this frenetic pace. And we are not meant to live in a way where we are constantly worried about the future and stressed. It's not good. We are meant to be in control of our own damn lives. There is this quote that I keep hearing over and over and over and over and over during my morning journaling sessions. It's do what you want to do and be who you want to be. And that's the advice that I would give myself. That's always the interview question, right? Like what advice would you give your younger self? I would tell Nadia who was staring at marriage and family therapy, like, you don't, you don't need that necessarily. You don't need to spend all the money outside of yourself to become something you already are. You have likely spent a lifetime being a healer, many lifetimes being a healer, 
That's why it comes so naturally to you. That's why all of your friends come to you for this type of advice. Your intensity, the thing that you're so ashamed of, that you are so intense, is your greatest gift. You just have to find the right outlets for it. And you have to trust moment by moment. There is a greater plan. And it's funny because it's the same advice that I'm giving myself now. You know, 10 years later, 15 years later, Nadia, 28, about to be 29-year-old Nadia, you are not meant to have a plan. Let go of the plan. Otherwise, you're going to miss the beautiful journey that you're on. And some really wild things have happened. Even in the past month, I've realized how psychic I am, that we are all actually clairvoyant or claircognizant in some way. It's the thing that happens when you call a friend who says, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. That's, that's wild. We all have this because it's the energy that moves in between us. This intuition, some call it intuition, higher order wisdom, psychic gifts, like that is real. The next thing that I really learned is that everyone is on their unique karmic path. I'm not here to give away my power to try to convince anyone or anybody of anything. If you're listening right now, this is my path. This is what I've experienced as true, but it's my path. Take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Energy is everything. That's another thing that I learned. Everything is energy and everything that I do in my business, including the way that I record this podcast, is to clear my energy so that I can share pure, loving energy with you. And that's the goal of everything that we do. Even when you're washing your car or doing laundry, do it with amazing energy, with love. Make it a ritual. Energy is everything. And if you are stuck in your life, you likely have to move energy in some way. The next beautiful lesson that I learned is that with things in your life, don't get mad if they don't happen right away. If there's something on your heart, if you've had the persistent nudge for years and years and years and you're like, why haven't you done anything with it? What's wrong with you? Just start speaking it out loud. That's how we manifest things. Tell the universe that you're ready. And don't berate yourself because it hasn't happened yet. If it's on your heart, it is written for you already. So just relax into letting the universe move through you. Oh, I have two more really big lessons that I learned. One is that people will talk do it anyway. You have to be seen in order to serve. And whether you start a podcast and share your deepest, darkest secrets like I did, or you start an Instagram or a YouTube channel, or you just start talking to people, like share your real self. Life is too short, truly. And you have likely lived lifetimes waiting to be this open and to share your soul in such a deep way. And if people are going to talk, let them talk because the sooner you can bear your soul, so to speak, the sooner you can find the people who are meant to listen and to see you. It has been so amazing for me to actually come out of this, the closet spiritually and say, I'm pretty woo and have so many random people from my life come out of the woodwork and be like, oh my God, Nadia, you're into human design. I'm into astrology. I'm into human design. Like, let's talk about it. I've been so interested in it. Like I just did a reading with a data scientist from my old job. We basically spoke like 10 words to each other when we were working together. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. I haven't had anyone to talk to this about. There are more people who feel the things that you do than you, than you realize. And then, 
Okay, I, I said two, but last two things. The second to last thing is that if you're thinking, my friends will think I've completely lost it, I feel you. <laughs> but I just want you to think and really feel into the truth that you probably were placed in your community for a very specific reason. And the people that might think that you've lost it are maybe the people that need to hear what you have to say most. And the final thing is that if you're in your soul work, whether it's work or just a state of being in your unique energy, if you let yourself be you, it is likely never existed before. So stop searching for someone else who does it the way that you're trying to do it. If it's your lane, it hasn't been here before. You're meant to bring it through in this lifetime. And that should be the most inspiring thing in the world because each of us is here for a very unique purpose. Whether you're here to start a business or just be an incredible parent or just show up in your life with integrity. That is what you're here to do. So trust it, trust it, trust it, trust it. Thank you for listening to my story today. It feels so good now that I spend this time recording. Oh my God. Thank you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments. If you haven't already, please follow me on Instagram. And if you're loving this podcast, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the way that I'm hoping to share it with more and more people. Um, any other last thoughts? You know, I expected to have an emotional hangover like a vulnerability hangover after sharing my story, and I just feel free. So if that inspires you to share more of yourself today, it should, because if you're sharing yourself in a way in integrity to help other people, it just feels good. <sighs> and with that, I'm going to go hike for the rest of the, day, of the day with my dog. I'm going to live my life. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. I love you. <laughs>